Ain't God good. It's good to have Chris here on Sunday morning. Look out now. Amen. Praise God. He said, I don't come on Sunday mornings because I like to sleep. Amen. Well, God likes to wake people up too. <laughs> Amen. Glad you're here. Amen. God bless you and everyone else that's here. Nehemiah, the first chapter, the first verse. The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah, and it came to pass in the month Chisalu, in the 20th year as I was in Shushan, the palace, that Hananiah, one of my brethren, came. He and certain men of Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said unto me, The remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. And it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven and said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. Let thine ear now be attentive and thine eyes open that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant, which I pray before thee now, day and night. For the children of Israel, thy servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against thee. Both I and my father's house have sinned. We have dealt very corruptly against thee, and have not kept the commandments, nor the statutes, nor the judgments, which thou, had, which thou commandest thy servant Moses. And everybody say this beautiful word, remember. Remember, I beseech thee, the word that thou commandest thy servant Moses, saying, If ye transgress, I will scatter you abroad among the nations. But if ye turn unto me and keep my commandments and do them, though there were of you cast out unto the uttermost part of the heaven, yet will I gather them from thence and will bring them unto the place that I have chosen to set my name there. Remember, everybody say it again, remember. God, remember. Praise God. I want to preach for just a little while from this title, a prayer of remembrance. Amen. Set your Bibles down, lift your hands and your voices to the Lord. Amen. Prayer warriors, please help me pray right now. Amen. That God would anoint us in this place in a mighty way. God, touch us in this house. Speak to every person. Come on, if it's appropriate, why don't you join up with somebody right now? Amen. Wouldn't it be something if we just got a breakthrough before church ever started, the preaching ever started? Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. God, I want healing to flow in this place. I want miracles to be in this house. I want revival in this house. I want hunger in this house. Uh, oh, Jesus, we want you to mold us and shape us into what you want us to be. Uh, Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, I wish somebody just start shouting Jesus. Come on, that's the name that is above every name. Why don't you just shout it out? Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah. Now why don't you clap your hands one more time to the Lord. Amen. Thank you. And thank you for standing. You can be seated. Amen. It's good to have Robbie's children here with us. God bless y'all. Amen. We're happy y'all are here. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Everybody say a prayer of remembrance. Amen. This, the setting of this story today is kind of a sad setting uh, because after Solomon had been king of all of Israel, after he passes away and his son becomes king, there is a, uh, you could say there's a church split in Israel. The nation of Israel was split into ten northern tribes which retained the name Israel. And then the southern tribes retained the name Judah. The northern Ten tribes, which were called Israel now, done very evil in the sight of the Lord. And if you study the Bible, you will see that the northern tribes 
the northern nation of Israel, they did not have one spiritual leader in their life. Well, hallelujah. Of all the years of the divided kingdoms, the northern tribes of Israel never had one king that did right in the sight of God. Amen. Let me tell you something. Leadership makes a difference. I said leadership makes a difference. Man, you're probably thinking, well, he's talking about who the pastor of the church is. Let me talk about who the spiritual leader of your house is. Oh, yeah, I might get quiet a little bit. Uh, Hey, God put spiritual leaders over the home to raise the children. Got a spiritual priestly leader called a dad. Amen. I don't know why I'm hung up on this already again. But little boys want to be just like their dad. Little girls want to be just like their mom. And when the king of the house is evil, it's going to be hard for the people to grow up and be godly people. Hallelujah. Man, I want to do my part. I said I want to do my part. I don't want to be unstable. Well, praise God. In love with God one minute, mad at everybody the next minute. Bragging about the church on Facebook on Sunday and hated on Wednesday. That's called instability. Amen. You'll raise up a bunch of unstable children like that. I want my children to be able to go through some trials and still... Stand strong for God. We don't want to raise a bunch of sissies in the kingdom of God. We want to raise up strong people. Hallelujah. Man, the sad thing is about the northern tribes that was called Israel was that uh, in the year 740, after many, many opportunities to do right, after many warnings, after many prophets, after many church services, they kept doing wrong, wrong, wrong. And in the year 740, the Assyrians come and take them captive. Amen. The story even gets sadder because nowhere in history do you find that those ten tribes ever made it out of Assyria. Some people think I can just go play with the world and I'll just run right back. You might not run back. Well, hallelujah anyhow. Amen. Uh, History will tell you that there's 10 lost tribes of Israel simply because they assimilated into the Assyrian culture and became Assyrians. My Lord. Thank God for every prodigal that made it back. Thank God for every backslider that made it home. But let me tell you, for everyone that made it back, there's a lot that never made it back. It would do you well to just... I love you, Jesus. I don't ever want to taste the sin. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody shout, the devil's alive. Man. Now, Judah was the name of the southern kingdom, consisted of the tribes of Judah and Benjamin. They had a few good kings. Abijah, Jotham, Hezekiah, and Josiah. But along with four good kings, they had a bunch of bad kings. Man, that every time a good one would try to get them on the right pathway, a bad one would show up and get them back off track. Well, hallelujah. Let me tell you, for every voice that tries to get you on track, The devil's got a hundred voices trying to get you off track. (laughs) 
Well, hallelujah. I know the Bible said that there's safety in the multitude of counselors. But you better know who the counselors are. I said you better know who the counselors are. You better know the life that they live. Amen. Your pastor is not a YouTube pastor. That's not even the will of God. God gave you a pastor where he could look at you three times a week at least. said I'm going to name my church the Ecclesia which means the assembly I'm going to get them all together and they're going to sing together they're going to pray together they're going to hear the word together they're going to help one another that's why you can't have couch couch church I'm preaching to the choir, I know, but just in case you ever had a thought. Amen. The reason God calls people together is so we can help one another. Amen. I've been out of town and watched it online. I thought, well, that was a good service. But it ain't like getting up right amongst them. There ain't nothing like getting in the middle of a forest fire. Amen, it's different than watching a fire, getting in the middle of a fire. Hallelujah, something's going to change when you get in the middle of a fire. Hallelujah. Man, so Judah had some good kings, but really all that did was delay their captivity about 150 years later than their neighbor did. So Judah is where Jerusalem was or is. And just like the Bible calls it her sister, Judah didn't learn anything from watching Israel get into a mess. Man, Judah had watched Israel, the northern tribes, go into captivity And you would think just watching somebody mess up their life would be all you needed to know, I don't want to mess up my life. What? Watching one rebellious person mess up their life ought to be all you need to see to make up your mind, I'm not going to be rebellious. Boy, I know this is a novel idea. To be able to watch somebody else's mistake and learn from it. But that's what the Bible said we're supposed to do. This was given, the Old Testament was given for our learning. Praise God. Every time they got a whipping, you ought to figure out why they got a whipping. Unless you like whippings. I used to like them when I was a kid. Couldn't go to sleep without one. Son, if I hear one more thing down that hallway, I'm going to get up and I'm going to come down there and whip you. Couldn't help it. I needed a whipping. When I got older, I figured out God don't whip like Daddy whipped. After a minute, the sting went away when Daddy whipped me. Oh, boy, I feel like preaching. Praise God. Well, you're talking about high IQ. Is when we can open up this Bible and see everywhere they messed up and say, I'm not going to mess up right there. I don't ever want to go into captivity. I hope y'all going to help me today. I hope y'all going to preach with me today. I need God to help me in this house. Hallelujah. We're going to have church in this place. Amen. But Judah didn't learn a thing, I guess. So 150 years later, 
God raises up the Babylonians to come and get Judah. And when they come, they tear down the walls of Jerusalem. They burn the gates. They destroy the temple. They take the people captive. They destroy everything. If there was a remnant, they didn't have nothing left to live by. It was just an awful mess. So from the tribes of Judah and Benjamin, uh, the Babylonians come and they take the best and the brightest. And so we learn the story of a man named Nehemiah. And Nehemiah is in the, the palace in Babylon. And somehow, maybe a good spirit, maybe a good work ethic, not being lazy, being a good man, being an honest man, he gets elevated to the position of being the cupbearer for the king. So now Nehemiah, he's got a good job. and He's got people under him, and he's telling people what to do. But he has a friend named Hananiah that comes and gives him a reminder of what has happened to Jerusalem and the condition of Jerusalem. Uh, man, it's amazing that some people live in bondage for so long that they, it becomes natural to them to be bound. Some people live in bondage for so long that it becomes a natural feeling to them uh, and they almost resist being free. I'm going to preach to you. I hope you got an ear to hear what thus saith the Lord today. Amen. The chains that are on some people's hands and on their feet have been on there for so long that it just feels like it's part of their natural being. Amen. But Hananiah comes and he gives Nehemiah a reminder. Nehemiah... The reason you got a Babylonian address today. Nehemiah, the reason you got a Babylonian address instead of a Jerusalem address is because you're in bondage. Boy, I feel like preaching. I feel like stomping the devil right now. You know what the danger of walking through those doors and never getting a breakthrough? You'll start thinking you got a breakthrough when you don't have a breakthrough. Uh, you've been better off to never know this way uh, than to not be living what you need to live. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord and help me right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, God. Nehemiah. Amen. Let me just speak to you for a minute. Amen. You may look like you've got it all together. You may have a good job and a good career. Amen. You're living the good life. But let me tell you. The blessings of this world don't mean you're out of bondage. The temporal blessings of this life do not mean you're blessed of God. Oh, oh yeah, me and Joel Osteen are about to go nose to nose right now. <laughs> hey, man. Because you got a billion dollars in your pocket don't mean you're blessed of God. But you got to get the shackles off your feet and off your hands and get full of the Holy Ghost. Come on, help me right now. Nehemiah, you may have it all together, but you still need an address change. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world? 
What does it profit a man to get promoted until you're the cupbearer for the king and still be in bondage? God, let something get a hold of every backslider. Let something get a hold of every saint of God. Hey, hey, when the focus of the church becomes how we can make more money instead of how we can get a breakthrough, we messed up. I said when the focus of the church becomes how much money can we make over what kind of breakthrough can we get, we messed up. Boy, I feel like stomping the devil right now. Hey, I'm not going to get the cart in front of the horse. Hey, when you get right, God will open the windows of heaven on you. Amen. Lift your hands for the Lord together. Hallelujah. He got a word. He got a reminder. The temples tore up. Jerusalem, which represents the house of God. The walls are torn down. The gates are burned. People are struggling. Nehemiah got a wake-up call. My life is not Babylon. My purpose is not Babylon. It's time we get our eyes off of Babylon. We're not connected to Babylon. Time we get our eyes on a city whose builder and maker is God. Place where there's a street of gold. Gates of pearl. Tell him you're looking for happiness in this life. You're going to be of all men most miserable. If you're looking for happiness by the way people treat you, let me just drop a little truth bomb on you. You're going to be upset the rest of your life. But if your happiness is trying to be in the will of God and getting your family and carrying them through the gate of heaven, you will find joy. Come on, let's love him together. Amen. Thank God when Nehemiah gets his little sermonette from his friend Hananiah, it troubles him. Amen, it gets him upset. Amen. I'll tell you a scary place to be is when the word of God don't ever upset you. When they can preach right up your alley and you're unmoved. And you just stare at the wall thinking I wonder what's going on in the crock pot right now. The word of God. Well, I... The scariest place you could be is unmoved by the word of God. Oh, that's why I just didn't go to church with my wife most of the time. Because I knew when I got there, I was supposed to get wore out. His veins to be popping out in his neck, screaming at me. You got to get your flesh. Say, church, if you're going to go to heaven, you got to get your flesh by the nap of the neck. His veins will be popping out. And it would move me. Thank God. Nehemiah was moved by the word. This is what he began to do. He began to fast and he began to pray and began to weep. Let me tell you this prayer. 
it'll open up every door that's locked. You got my keys over there? Something else my pastor told me. He said that God's got the key to every locked door. Everything you need, Brother Mozi, God's got it. And if you'll just pray, he'll slide the key in there for you. If you, you'll keep your heart right, God will slide the key in the door. He'll turn it for you. He'll push it open. You ain't got to figure it all out. Just pray. Man, he begins to pray, God. God, you're the God that keeps your covenant. God, you're the God that's merciful for the people that love you and that keep your commandment. You know what you're saying is, God, you're a promise keeper. Praise God. Amen. God, you're a promise keeper. Amen. God, you can do it all. Amen. Stop wasting oxygen wondering whether God can fix it or not. I tell you what is a total waste of conversation. It's conversation about whether God can do it or not. Whether God loves you or not. Whether God... Total waste of your time and oxygen that God put on earth. You know what you ought to settle in your mind? Let that switch flip. God can do it. God can do it. Uh, Then you need to start saying, God, you're a promise keeper. You're a miracle worker. Even when I don't see it, you're working. What do you think God thinks about people that say, you know what, God, when I don't even see it, I know you're working. I hope you're getting a hold of what I'm preaching about. Think about what God thinks when you say, God, I don't see it, but I know you're doing something. God, I got my boy Isaac and we're going up this mountain, but I know on the other side of that mountain, you got a ram coming up that side. You know what that is? That's faith. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. God hates doubt. God hates unbelief. That that is an evil spirit. Unbelief is an evil spirit. Boy, it's getting quiet, and I knew nobody would run the aisles, but it's all good. We already took up the offering anyway. There ain't no return. Praise God. I'm telling you, God hates doubt. I said God hates doubt. He hates it when people speak doubt. He, he hates it when you ponder on doubt. You ought to want to please God enough to turn your conversation around. I hope I'm at the right church this morning. I hope I'm at the right place this morning. I don't want to be a doubt. I want to be a believer. I said I want to be a believer. And he began to pray. Praise God. God, we haven't done right. Praise the Lord. Ain't it beautiful when people are just honest? You, you can just be honest with God because he knows anyway. You say something different than the truth, he's just going to call you a liar. So Nehemiah just gets honest, God. Thank you for hearing me. But uh, we've not done right. Matter of fact, we've been corrupt. We didn't keep your commandments. Matter of fact, we did just the opposite. Whatever you told us to do, we did just the opposite. I did it, my dad did it. Amen. But I want you to remember something. Praise God. He started, he started praying a prayer of remembrance then. 
God, you remember what you said? That if if we transgress, you you was gonna scatter us abroad. You remember saying that, God? That that's why we're that's why we're where we're at today, God. Amen. But 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 I want you to remember something else that you said right after you said that. You said, but if we would turn unto you. You remember <laughs> Praise God. That if we would turn unto you and we would start doing your commandments, though we were cast out unto the uttermost part of the heaven, yet you would bring us back from thence and set us in the place that you put your name on. I want to tell you something. Anytime I'm studying the Bible and it says it is written or anything that refers back to something that was said before, I I, I want to go back and I want to read what was said. I, I want to know what they're remembering, what made them think that. So I went back and I read a whole bunch of Deuteronomy and it was, yeah, you, if you don't do right, you're about to get a whipping of your life. If I'm just paraphrasing. About two pages worth. Amen. You, you'll, you'll wish you weren't ever born, basically. But then it gets to this other thing that says, if you were cast off to the ends of the earth, everybody say, to the ends of the earth. This is what Deuteronomy said. If you act up, I'm going to scatter you to the ends of the earth. But, if you'll start doing right, I'm going to go back to the ends of the earth and I'm going to bring you back to where I want you. The earth is a pretty big place. Got a lot of hiding places in it. But when you get to Nehemiah, he goes a little bit deeper in the word of God and it says, though you were cast out unto the uttermost part of the heavens. He's talking about what we would call the sky. He said, God, you said if we didn't do right, you would scatter us to the most remote place you could ever imagine. Praise God. Can I preach a little while? Astronomers tell us that space or the earth or I mean the skies or whatever you want to call it, the firmament goes out about 46 billion light years in one second light can go around the earth seven and a half times in one second you let that same light keep on for one week and then one year and then let it go for 46 billion years that's how far man thinks Space goes. But the Bible said, if you're at the uttermost part, oh, I feel like helping somebody. Nehemiah said, God, you said if we were at as far as man can perceive, and we start turning toward you. Hallelujah. Let me tell you what happens to people. They think they're too far gone. (laughs) In their mind, they think they are scattered too far for God to be able to reach them. Let me just tell you a prayer of remembrance. Amen. God said it don't matter how far you are. My Lord. My Lord. God said I don't care how far you are. I don't care what mistakes you made. All you got to do is get a made up mind. And you just turn your shoulders a little bit. Toward God, 
And if you'll make that little move, he said, I'll come gather you up from wherever you are and I'll pull you back. Come on, help me pray right now, church. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Man, I want God to help somebody right now. Come on, one more time. Come on, prayer warriors, help me pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, help me. Come on, church, pray. God will open up your understanding if you'll pray right now. in Jesus name 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 everybody say a prayer of remembrance it was a prayer of remembrance that Opened up the door where Nehemiah could go back and rebuild the walls and the temple could be rebuilt. And the word could be reestablished and church could go back on like it had before. It was a prayer of, everybody say that again, remembrance. God, remember what you said. Amen. The Jewish People were required to listen to the entire word of God every seven years. So if you had a young adult, 20 to 30 years old, he would have at least already heard the word of God, the law from front to back, at least three or four times already. Amen. Let me tell you something. You can't remember something that you've never heard before. You'll never remember something you never knew in the first place. It might get quieter before it gets loud. Who knows? You can't recall something you've never known. I'm always saying, let me remember. Hang on. Let me remember. Hang on. It's because I got way too much stuff up here. Praise God. Tell you what turned around Nehemiah was the remembrance of what God said. Praise God. If I could preach to this church in the fear of the Lord in these last days, you better learn the Word of God. This. Come on, church. If I've ever felt a burden in my life, I feel a burden for this church. And for Pentecost today, you better get in your word and you better learn it from the front to the back. Amen. If you think listening to somebody preach a few hours a week is going to teach you all the word, you are sadly mistaken. 
All I can do is point out a few little things that's probably urgent in the eyes of God for that moment and that day. There's no way to go from front to back. But let me tell you, there's coming a day. You're going to come against some things. And if you do not know the word of God, you're going to believe a lie. Come on, church. I'm going to help you for a little bit. I'm telling you, uh, before you can get a prayer remembrance, you got to have something to remember. The devil don't want me preaching this. You want to know why? Because this is his number one tactic. is to confound people about the word of God. Well, hallelujah. He'll tell you if you'll eat of that fruit, it's a fruit to make you wise. You're going to be like a God if you just taste the sin a little bit. God's just trying to keep you down. He don't want you to be like him. He, and if you don't know the word of God, you'll believe every lie the devil tells you Hey man, there's some things God don't want you to taste of. And I was so happy about these people that came and read their Bible all the way through last year and got a certificate in the meal and got the picture made and thanked the Lord. But I know there was a bunch more that was studying the word. Amen. Going over the word. I'm telling you, it's, it's so rich. Amen. We're not waiting for the watchtower to tell us what to do. We got a Bible. And we're going to open it up. We're going to read it. We're going to say yes, Lord. We're going to quit saying no. Tell you what'll happen if you'll get the word in your spirit instead of getting beat up all the time, you'll start doing the beating up. He beat up on Eve because she didn't know the word of God. But when he came to Jesus to try to get him to do something, Jesus didn't say, Well, let us reason. Let us discuss. No, he said, it is written. How do you know it's written, brother? I read it. How do you know we're going over, pastor? Because I read it. How do you know we're not going under? Because I read it. How do you know we're the head and not the tail? Because I. Telling you when you become a student of the word, you become a terrifier of the devil. You torment him when you know the word. Amen. Praise God. The power. Can tell you how many times that uh, well, I don't know how many times I've read the Bible a bunch of times, but uh, and some of it has sunk in. But I can't tell you how many times I've uh, just going through the day and some dumb voice speaks in my ear something dumb, and I know a scripture that contradicts it. I don't get on the phone and call Bishop Holmes and say, well, I know what the word says, but I heard something that said something different. I don't have to do that. I remember what I read, and I just start quoting what I read. And when I start quoting what the Bible said, that voice just goes away. Ain't it amazing uh, how the Bible works? 
Hallelujah. When you, when you read it, everybody say read it. When you learn it, you're going to become so powerful. Praise God. You, you, you got to have this balance in your life. I mean, I'm all about prayer and I love shouting. And I pray a lot. And if you don't pray, something's going to get you. But along with that prayer, you got to open up the written word. And if you don't ever open up that written word, you're going to live your life and miss out on so many blessings. <laughs> Think about what happens to Jerusalem if Nehemiah, when he was a little boy, his mama didn't take him to Jerusalem and set him down and say, sit down, we're about to get heard, listen to the word of God. They began to read. I'm telling you, we're so blessed. We got our own Bibles. We got, we got multiple Bibles. You can go buy a dollar, dollar general Bible now if you want to, I think. Amen. But it wasn't like that then. I mean, it, it was hard to write. It was on parchment and leather and writing with blood and things like that. And they'd sit there and listen to the exact reading of the Word of God. Praise God. And they would hear the law. And when that law said, if you don't do right, I'm going to scatter you. But even if I do scatter you, even if I do turn you upside down, if you'll just turn back to me. Nehemiah had heard that a bunch of times. And when you've heard a bunch of sermons, you think, well, that really didn't apply to me. Let me tell you, there's going to be a day. They all going to apply. <laughs> You might as well just put them in the memory bank because things come around to everybody's home. But Nehemiah had heard that word of God many times. And because of that, he was able to bring some things into remembrance. See, if you didn't know God would bring you back, hallelujah. If you didn't know God would have mercy on you, and you heard a voice in your ear said, God's done with you. You say, okay. Because you wouldn't know better. There's a lot of people that's burned every bridge they know and they're standing down there with a cardboard sign today because they think they have no hope. Oh, praise God. But when you know God's word, and you can start calling some things into remembrance. Amen. Oh, you're talking about blessed. Amen. When there's things I need, this is what I like to. I like to start quoting the word of God. I start speaking prayers of remembrance. I say, God, remember what you said. Ask, and it shall be given you. You remember saying that? Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth. And he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Praise God. Devil, you're a liar. Hey, I want some people start living your life not like a beat down puppy but somebody that's got the word down in their heart that knows how to recall. Remember, Lord, when you said, is there any sick among you? Remember your words saying, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing them with all in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And he, 
If he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven. Can you imagine walking around with sickness and not knowing that God was a healer? God, let dominion come into this church. Let dominion come. Help us, God. Come on, why don't you help me pray right now? Come on. Come on, lift up your voice, church, right now. Come on, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, stand together with me. I want you to lift your hands to the Lord. In the name of Jesus. So many people that believe, they believe in the judgment of God. They believe that God will 
chasing those that he loves. They believe in the discipline. Somehow they struggle with the rest of the message. The same word of God that says, I'll scatter you. Same word of God says, I'll, I'll bring you back. Same hand, same word, same Bible, same promises. Some, somehow when people get trapped in captivity, they cannot grasp the getting out part. I'm going to tell you, you need to learn how to pray. A prayer of remembrance. God, you said you would do it. Come on, there's people in this room today that you, you struggled with mistakes and things that you'd done. We're all full of them. And you know beyond a shadow of a doubt you've been corrected by God. You believe that with all your heart. But your problem is believing the same God that corrected is waiting with open arms to pull His people back to relationship I feel the Holy Ghost in this place if one person if one person gets that terrible doubting spirit off of them today this will be a grand success because that is a spirit that will lead people to hell the thought, I can't get back home. I want to tell you, you can get back home. I, I'm not just saying these words to pump you up and make you, give you a false hope. But I've read this book from the front to the back, from the back to the front, from the middle to the back, from the middle to the front. And every time I read it, every story is always the same. If people would just turn back. God don't reject people. God loves people. Amen. I, I don't even know who I'm preaching to. Maybe every single person. This is my prayer. God let your people open their mouth. And start saying your word. Stop. Don't repeat what the devil says. Repeat what God said. Has God forsaken me? Repeat what God said. I'll never leave you. Nor forsake you. But I'll go with you even to the end of the world. You think the devil would shut up if you, if you just started saying God's word? Come on, help me. I, I don't know what to do. I'm going to open the altars, I guess. Pray here, pray there, pray wherever you want to pray. Amen. I, I feel like somebody, somebody, amen, for one, once and for all, not for a couple days, but once and for all. Needs to overcome some things. I, I don't want a band-aid for this church. I want complete deliverance from the torment. The devil torments people with. Come on, just start speaking the word. You, you know the word. You, you know the word for your own situation. 
You know the answer for your own situation. You just need to start praying the prayer of remembrance. God, you said, you said it. I believe. Come on, church. Come on, God, you said it. You said we know how to give good gifts. How much more would you give the Holy Ghost to people that wanted it? It's your word, God, for everybody to have the Holy Ghost. Come on in Jesus' name. Come on, prayer warriors, help me pray. Why don't you intercede for a soul right now?